but um, in Israel, they applied the, the blood of the lamb, which represented, of course, Jesus' blood to the doorposts of their home so that the enemy could not enter there to destroy. And I just sense we're to do that as parents and guardians and such in our homes from sickness, disease, colds, flu, viruses, in the name of Jesus right now. By faith, it's by faith, we apply that blood of Jesus to the doorposts of our home, the doorposts, left and right and on top, in Jesus' name. And we just draw the bloodline of the Lord Jesus Christ around us to keep us in this season ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And everyone in agreement said... Amen. Okay, just before the kids go, we... Okay, okay so um, before I go into this Hallelujah Night, everybody knows we're having Hallelujah Night here on October 31st, but I was looking at that picture this morning and seeing the fall leaves, and I don't know if any of you have gone out in the woods. I went out in the woods yesterday, and... As I looked up, there were still leaves on the trees, but they were just flying everywhere, and the trees were just going crazy. Like they were just praising the Lord. And the verse that came to me from Psalm 96, 11 or 12, it talks about the trees giving glory and praise to the Lord, and that's what I was just envisioning. So anyway, that's, if you haven't done that, especially on a windy day, just stand below and look up. And that's what I always see. So anyway, um, what I want to pass out to every child that you might know, I know some of you don't have kids, but you know kids, I'll have a ton of these on the back out there, and they fold up. But it tells, um, in the inside, it tells all about Hallelujah Night this year. Um, and I think we've been advertising it enough where everybody knows details. But anyway, it has it right there. And this is just a fun little color sheet for kids. Um, so everybody would enjoy getting one of those. And then maybe they'll come, too, on Hallelujah Night. Um, what else was I going to say? I don't know. Anyway, I have these to pass out. And more candy. We actually need more candy. So um, I think I've had maybe two people bring me candy, but, oh, I see more candy. So if you bring candy, that would be awesome. Then I wouldn't have to buy it myself, I guess. No, I'm kidding. So thank you. Thank you for all you do. You're awesome. Amen. Thank you. Let's all stand and we'll release our children to their classes and let's greet each other in the name of the Lord. Amen. The sun is shining in our hearts, the S-O-N, even though we haven't seen a lot of the S-U-N lately. It's coming <laughs> this week. Okay, good. That's good to hear. We'll see if you're a good weatherman, Kent. Thanks for leading the worship, you and your team, this morning again. Okay, this morning, in a few moments, Pastor Dean will be sharing with us from God's Word. 
He'll be continuing from where he was there last week. Didn't get finished with it, so we'll have some more there today. There will be a fellowship meal today, Spaghetza we're having. Carla and Scott Mandrell, I believe, are preparing that for us. And then um, just a reminder of the Sunday morning activities. There's a coffee bar open. There are nursery through elementary ages activities. We have youth group with Peter and Lenea Coffin leading. And then we have a healing class with Pastor Dean and sometimes others teach that as well. And we have a Believer's Foundation class, Andrew Erholtz and Mark Van Tassel teaching that one. So lots of good things going on. Uh, just a showing again of the building fund, which we now have exceeded our goal. We're up to 36000 now. And um, as Joan was sharing with us, that's good because there are a few extra things, smaller type things, but we need to do also before the winter. So that's great. Um, and then Wednesdays we have, there's quilting from nine to two o'clock. Uh, and there's a, a lunch each Wednesday at, at noon. One o'clock there's a Bible study. Grandma Joyce, Glennis, I know Judy is there as well, Judy Fowler. And then six o'clock prayer meeting is going to be tonight, or not tonight, but uh, Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday. And I'll share a little bit more about that in just a moment. We already shared about the upcoming event with the Hallelujah Night on Halloween night. That's going to be great here at the church house. Uh, and then just a, a quick flash here. In the 2019 Truebridge Men's Conference, is going to be Friday and Saturday, March 29 and 30. That uh, there will be more details in January about that, but you could mark your candles. It's going to, your candles? Yeah. <laughs> you have to light your candles. <laughs> but uh, anyway, it have to be a long candle, <laughs> big candle. Uh, let's see. And it's going to be in the Hampton Inn here. Uh, in in town, so so that'll be convenient for us that live close by. See the website; it's noted there. I was going to mention this: we're citizens of heaven, but I think most of us are citizens here as well of the United States of America. And you need to vote in a few weeks here, and you need to know where the candidates are on certain very important issues. One of them, I believe, I've always believed, is abortion. You just need to know where the candidates stand on that because it's so important. This coming Wednesday night, we were going to, a few weeks ago, I shared about how Lord impressed on me to have some prayer meetings on Wednesday evening. And we're going to have a couple of them here now in October. And the first one will be this Wednesday night. And uh, we'll meet right here. From 6 o'clock to 6.30, we'll have a teaching. Actually, this week, I think, we'll have Keith Moore giving a teaching. 
He's a pastor from Branson, Missouri, and Sarasota, Florida. But um, so anyway, just want you to know that, that we're going to do that. And at 6.30, then we'll start the prayer time. We'll have the first half hour teaching, and then go for around an hour as the Holy Spirit leads us with that. Uh, and we're going to be, as I mentioned before, stepping over the log. I mean, into the spirit realm, letting the Holy Spirit truly lead us in those prayers together. Um, I believe I'm going to move on to just prayer for our tithes and offerings. I'm going to read one thing here. No, I'm not today. Our tithes and offerings we receive in the boxes in the back. A very important part of our lives, the giving of our finances. It's in it's more blessed to give than to receive. And it's really as we are giving, whatever it is, it includes money and finances, that it's multiplied back to us. And Lord, we just look to you as our high priest who receives our offerings in the spirit realm. And we give our tithes and we give our offerings as unto you. And we're so thankful and we're cheerful about it. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Dean, amen. I'll let you. Well, praise the Lord. Let's go to Colossians 1 and verse 9 this morning. And last week we were talking about from the foundation of the world that God had laid out provision and a plan of salvation and the blessings of God that come into our life. And he was looking down through all the ages of time and he was seeing us and he poured out the blessings upon us in Christ. The Bible says a lamb was slain from the foundation of the world. You are in God's heart. Isn't that amazing? And today I want to uh, take a little different stream on some of those things. In Colossians 1 and verse 9, in a, a prayer that Paul is praying uh, for the church. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, their faith, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word today. We open our heart, we humble our heart before your word, and we thank you for your Holy Spirit who's here to testify and witness of the truth. Amen. 
I just want to focus in on verse 11 today. Strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience. Wow. Often we think of God's great power coming into our life, and especially when we're going through the hard times, we think of God removing every obstacle. We think of him making a, a level path for our feet. And there's so many, you know, God's promises fit so many things in our life that he says, I will do this for you. But here we find also there's another stream at work that there's something that is rising up within us in the power of God that we might attain all steadfastness and patience. And so we don't want to get so focused on the obstacles being removed that we missed what happens by the power of God and the steadfastness we have with him. Often the promises of God come, we offer prayers, and then there's a, a delay time before they're manifest. Sometimes we're going through things in life that we can't change by our faith. We're dealing with people that are very hard to relate to. We have a work situation that is uncomfortable. Maybe a boss who is overbearing. Maybe there's things in family life that are, it just cut us to the heart. And we can pray and we can, you know, believe that God will work on, on people's hearts, he'll work on our hearts. But our faith can't change people. Amen. And in those times, and I'm just thinking this morning about a crucible where things are ground up to a powder. And sometimes that's how we feel when we go through the dark times of life. Kent shared about his little one that went on to be with the Lord a few years ago and that just a beautiful, beautiful child. Amen. And remember every time I would pray for her, she'd come here and we'd pray for her and I just felt this great love from God. And we pass through those times and it cuts us to the heart, to the core. And we need to learn to stay in surrender to God in those times. Not to try to escape not to just get angry, not to complain, but to give thanks. And that's what he says here. For the attainment of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father. He has strengthened you with all power by his spirit in the inner man so that you can bear up under anything and everything that comes. Maybe it's financial pressure. Sometimes that can be the worst pressure that we, that we face. Because it's always there, it's just there, it's there, it's there. And you know, the Bible says that we continue to do what is right in those times. We continue to, to sow, we continue to give, 
We, we continue to do the things that the Bible says. But all the while, we're surrendering to him and we're allowing fellowship with his heart and thanksgiving because he is faithful and he is true. Amen. And as we, as we remain in that place and those things are ground down in our life and if something happens, we, become, we come face to face with God. We're not living in the shallow places anymore. We're not living just in the moment. But we're living in divine connection with his heart. He welcomes us into that fellowship. And there's something amazing that happens in the development of our personality as we pass through hard times faithfully in his glory. There's something that happens to our personality. James 1, this is an amazing verse here. He says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect work. Let's, let's just say perfect work. I guess this translation, perfect result. Wow. Let endurance have its perfect work. Bring forth its perfect result. So that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And this is just how the kingdom operates. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. I think we can all say, yep, I've, I've proven that one out. <laughs> but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. That tells me I can trust him. I can draw near to him. I can take hold of him. I don't blame him. Why did you let this happen to me? like an accusation. When I thank him, when, when I draw near, when I trust him, it shows that I'm part of his family. I see him as my dear, loving, heavenly father. And in that union with him, character is developed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. C.H. McIntosh, one of my favorite writers from the 1800s, and I think he wrote into the 1900s, but yet it's amazing. Some of these old writers from centuries ago even, they had such a deep reality with God, and they may not have had all the understanding that we kind of define things as, but they had a real fellowship with God in the spirit and their insight brings life. And I had two 900-page books of his writings. I lost them in a fire, but, and they were all highlighted and marked, so I couldn't go back and find the, this exact quote, so I paraphrased it a bit. But listen, this is what he was saying. Who is to say that God's power to deliver us, he's talking about going through hard times, is greater than his power to sustain us? Who is to say that God's power to deliver us is greater than his power to sustain us? God has released all his power into our circumstances. 
He's put that power within us. He can do super abundantly with all that we ask or dare even think according to the power that's at work within us. And so our prayers are, are mighty. Our work bears fruit. What we put our hands to, he's blessing. But when, when, when the world and the enemy and the things of life come, his power is also released to sustain us. And so God has released both his, both his power to deliver us and his power to sustain us. And as we wait for his power to change our circumstances, we enjoy the intimacy of his good, great presence. His loving hand sustains us and causes us to keep a kingdom attitude through the difficult times. Don't try to escape the problem through fleshly things. If you're going through a depression, don't just sit there and watch TV for eight hours a day trying to just get through it and escape that feeling. Draw near to him. Draw near to him. Pray in the spirit. If you have that gift to offer in your life, pray in tongues or give him thanks and worship. You draw near to him, he will draw near to you. Absolutely. And his great presence sustains us and comforts us and brings us joy in the midst of the circumstances. Remember my youngest daughter had gone through a whole bunch of things in her life and things happened that I didn't even know of. She didn't tell me till later. And she was depressed and living in Vancouver and she tried to commit suicide. But God rescued her. A friend called. A friend went to see what was going on and they found her. Thank you, Lord. And they, they took her to the hospital and she was in a ward or whatever and couldn't, uh, couldn't even contact her. Didn't know anything that was going on. You talk about the, the moment of pressure. <laughs> And, you know, people would call and they say, well, you know, I've got this going on, that going on, and here I'm facing this, you know. <laughs> but that was real to them, so you pray with them and you encourage them. But as we, as we maintain the stand upon the promises, Psalm 91, no disaster will come near your tent. Hallelujah. And, you know, you just can't, your mind and your emotions are not really hooked up, but in your heart, God sustains you. And even if we lose somebody and we pass through that grief and the depth of, of times with him, draw near to him. Continue to do those things that God has called you to do. You sow unto the Spirit. You give thanks. You pray. 
It's amazing to think one thing that it says in James 5, is any one of you in trouble? Pray. Let's say it together. Is any one of you in trouble? Pray. God wants us to learn. I can come to him with the issues of my life. And he will meet me at that point where I call out to him. He will be my sustaining grace. He will be my, the lifting power of my heart. Then I can call for others and I can, you know, just ask for help. But my first response, James says, let him pray. Let, let me pray. God is your own personal savior. He cares about you. Amen. If God has released all power, he, to be, he, to, for us to be strengthened with all power, that we might attain all steadfastness. If this is true, then we should be aware of this strengthening presence this inner glory that bears up our heart. Our mind and emotions may be up and down, but God's hand takes us, takes hold of our heart. And the result is that as we're walking through the hard times, there's a joy within us that doesn't make sense to our mind or emotions, but that inner upwelling of joy because he says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will be with you. I will deliver you and honor you, says the Lord. Hallelujah. We need to learn to surrender to him and walk with him. Not sink into just bemoaning our circumstances, complaining, accusing God. God is on our side. He's not our enemy. Every good and perfect gift is from above. From the Father of heaven, he lights with who there is no variableness or shadow of turning. He chose to give us birth through his word of truth. You know, the hard times come to our life because we live in a fallen world. It doesn't mean that we've done something terribly wrong. It doesn't mean that we're deficient as Christians. It just means we're living in a fallen world. Peter says, don't be surprised at the fiery trial that would attack you. We're representatives of the Lord. We're, we're, we're part of his kingdom. And we have an enemy to our faith. He comes to kill and steal and destroy. He looks for opportunities to work against us. I draw near to God. I resist him. And so when I, when I come into difficult times, I don't just you know, lay down, roll back, and just let all these things wash over me without any resistance. We take our stand. Paul said we... Having done all to stand, stand therefore. And he gives on the armor of God there. But when the pressure comes, we don't go digging around in the closet. Where did I put that story of the Spirit? 
I know I, I put it here somewhere. We put the armor on as a manner of our whole life, as a pattern of our life. We're putting on all these things. And when the day of evil comes, we've done everything. And now we just stand in his glory. We stand in his presence. We resist the enemy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And at the same time, while, while we're resisting, we're in surrender to his great heart. We abandon ourselves to him and we know that he's working grace within us that is even often greater than the release of the issues that are facing us. The grace that builds up the quality of, of our relationship with him, the refining of our personality is taking place. As our, as our life is ground down as in a crucible, but God then works in the deep places. The apostle Paul said we, you know, when he, he was so persecuted, he says it was far beyond our ability to endure. We despaired even of life. That's how much the opposition was coming against him. But then he makes a great statement. He says, this happened that we might not rely upon ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. Wow. Nothing could rob him of his connection with God. Nothing could steal his faith and his devotion and his love. He was bound to his heavenly father through Jesus Christ always. Sometimes hard times come into our life because we make bad choices. We, we've sown in the flesh and from the flesh we start reaping destruction. Sometimes it's just through ignorance. But even with that, the principles are the same. When things begin to, we draw near to God. We ask for forgiveness. We do the repentance we need to do. And he's right there. He never leaves us. He's right there with us to make something beautiful out of the situation. Amen. Jesus went through rejection, opposition, temptation, and it says he suffered in these things. And the Bible says that we need to consider him so that we do not grow weary and faint and lose heart. We need to consider him. Not run off to some other thing trying to get out of the feeling of the moment. We draw near to him. He's there. Let me just share a couple more thoughts here. What does the Father see when he looks at you? 1 John 5, verse 4. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is, who is the one that overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. He sees you as a world overcomer because Jesus lives within you. He sees you as a circumstance overcomer and nothing can rob you of your intimacy with him. And as you walk through it, he sees the glory and the grace that is going to be developed in your heart, not only to deliver you from the, the, the dark time, but also 
to establish maturity within you. What a great God we serve. 2 Corinthians 2.14 But thanks be to God who always leads us in tri triumph in Christ and manifests through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of him in every place. That's one of the things that happens as we walk through these things. Our light burns brighter. We can be a testimony in this world. Our service for him has a sharper edge to it. Our words have the, the depth of conviction because we've walked with him, been faithful to him through it all. Jesus said, do not be surprised if the world hates you. It's hated me before you. We're identified with him. Wow. He is faithful. Let's just take a moment today and, you know, what Pastor Steve was sharing and what Kent shared. Let's just take it to heart today. We're going through those dark times. We're going through deep times. Renew your commitment to draw near to him. Open your heart. And often when we go through those times, the quality of our faith is revealed to us. Deficiencies. Am I fearful? Am I doubting his love for me? Am I doubting his care? Am I doubting that I'm in his hands? Our faith, the quality of our faith can show up in, in those hard times. And we hold it up before the Lord and we say, Lord, strengthen me. Strengthen me. I surrender these things to you, Father. So let's do that this morning. Lift a hand to him. Father God, our lives are before you. Nothing that happens is apart from your your care. Jesus has went through everything for us. We draw near to you. Thank you, Lord God, for the power that's unleashed to deliver. But I also thank you that you're right now here to sustain in this moment that I might be all that you've called me to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We have a meal today, so let's stay in fellowship. If you need prayer, be glad to be here to pray with you. Make sure you say, give somebody a hug today. Declare Jesus is Lord. Amen.